everyone. Welcome to the Building Character and Resilience podcast, the show for students, teachers, and anyone who wants to form positive habits and stick to them. As always, today's episode is brought to you by Createl Publishing and two of their editors. My name is Daniela Schiavo. And I'm Lil Van Vankart. Today we elaborate on our last episode about bullying and are joined by a special guest, Louise Paulson from Bully Zero, an organisation that is working tirelessly to educate, advocate and support victims of bullying. That's right. But before we jump into the episode, we wanted to remind you that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and they do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Createl Productions as a company. Any comments made are not intended as inflammatory or to malign any group, corporation or individual. With that, we hope you enjoy this episode. We just want to, all right, so want to start with welcoming, obviously, Louise. Welcome to the BCR podcast. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, one of the reasons why we want us to speak with you is because we really believe that Bully Zero is doing something that's so beneficial for so many people um, in different areas and different ways. So to start us off, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about Bully Zero as an organisation and how you came to be part of it? Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for having us and for those kind words. We feel exactly the same, you know, it's such important work and such an important issue um, to be addressed. So me personally, my background is actually life coaching. So I'm a certified life coach uh, specialising in youth wellbeing. So I've worked for a few different youth organisations and I came across Bully Zero uh, early last year, just over a year ago. And I came on board as the school program facilitator in WA. So I'm based over in Perth and just so fell in love with everything that Bully Zero stands for, the messages that uh, we get across and um, the impact that we have. Um, and just, you know, as soon as I started, I was like, oh, I'm home. This is, this is what I want to do. <laughs> um, so I've been facilitating the programs for just over a year. And uh, in the last few months, I've taken, taken on a second role, which is the fundraising and marketing coordinator as well so that's yeah that's a little bit about me and bully zero itself was established in 2013 so we've been going about eight or nine years now yeah um and it was established by the former prime minister at the time julia gillard now the reason yeah the reason that bully zero was established is because one of our founding uh, founding patrons actually lost his son to cyberbullying so yeah it's um it's a story that we share um with parents with senior students as well there's actually a video of his parents being interviewed by four corners on our website um very impactful um story and um his his dad actually established bully zero with a vision of you know, in Australia where, where we do all feel safe and valued and respected and, you know, we, we try to achieve that as best we can um, through a few different ways, but the biggest um, area that we focus on is through education. Yeah. So we deliver bullying prevention programs to schools, uh, community groups, workplaces as well, absolutely anywhere that will have us, um, <laughs> and anywhere we can go, anywhere we can get the message across. Um, and we do that largely by face-to-face uh, presentations which are really powerful um you know for all ages from kindy through to year 12 and then into adulthood as well Um, and we can also deliver online so we've got facilitators all over the country now as well as um, being able to deliver to any communities where we haven't got a local um facilitator uh, to try and get our message across amazing that's amazing that's awesome yeah it's it's i think yeah the work you do in educating and creating change just is so important and we want to know how we can get behind it and inspire 
others and people listening this to this to do the same. So with that being said, Louise, what do you believe is the root cause of most bullying? Yeah, good question. And this is something that we uh, definitely discussed in our presentations as well. One thing that I like to remind everybody of is that bullying is a behaviour, it's not a person. So we always say the bully or the bullies for short, but really what we mean is the person exhibiting that behaviour at the time. So it is a choice that someone makes, it's an action that they take, um, you know, and there can be many reasons why someone is is being hurtful and lashing out. They could be going through something pretty tough um, and, you know, you might have heard the the saying hurt people hurt people. Um, They're kind of just lashing out. Um, Maybe they've been bullied and it's a learned behaviour. They might uh, be seeking attention. Maybe they're not getting, you know, attention. We all do need attention and connection and they're trying to get Mm -hmm. that in one not very healthy or positive. Um, Maybe they're jealous of that person. Maybe they've got something that, you know, the person wants. It could be the latest iPhone. It could be supportive family Mm -hmm. um, and that's triggering self-worth and and jealousy kind of stuff um, as well. So, the list goes on really about why someone can be so hurtful. But the good thing to remember about any of those reasons, they've all got one thing in common, which is no matter what the reason is, it has nothing to do with the person that they're targeting. Mm. And they can make it sound like it's very personal. They can definitely make that person feel like they're the one with the problem. But really it is um, something that they're going through and the underlying reason that someone Um, is bullying someone is to do with power. So it's always a bit of a power play where someone is trying to feel really, really powerful by taking someone else's power away. And if we think about why anyone would want to do that, the only reason someone would want to feel powerful is because in some area of their life, they're feeling powerless. That might be they're not going well with school or there's stuff going on at home. And maybe they don't have the skill set, the mindset, the resources or the support to work through that. And we all need to be able to pick ourselves up and it's okay to want to feel powerful and want to feel good. But there are obviously positive and healthy and effective ways to do yeah. that. Bullying, not one of them. <laughs> but, you know, quite often the person that is behaving that way needs support through something as well. And if you think about yeah. you're feeling really good, you're really happy with life, really happy with who you are as a person, everything's going great, you don't feel like being mean to someone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so that can indicate they've got something um, going on where where they might need support, but it's a good thing to remember and helps you kind of keep a bit of a wall up so we don't let that behaviour change how we see ourselves. Mm, absolutely. That's mm. really interesting. Um, yeah, just to, to understand sort of the psyche of, of when someone is bullying, like the, the mental sort of like the patterns that they're going through and the thoughts they're going through. Exactly. Um, and it makes you feel compassion as well because it can be easy to demonise people who have been the bully but then they actually are in need of help as well. So, yeah, yeah so that's, that's a good, a good point. Well. Yeah. Yeah, good to remember. Um, and I was also wondering what are some strategies students who are being bullied can uh, use to put an end to the bullying or to cope with the bullying? All right, great question. So two slightly different things. Um, In regards to ending bullying, uh, depending on what position you're in, so um, we talk about when there's a bullying situation, you've got the person who's doing the bullying, called the bully for short, the target who's on the receiving end of that behaviour, and then, of course, the bystanders, so the people who see it, 
hear about it, know that it's going on, um, and really bystanders are our biggest defence against bullying. It's a very, very powerful position to be in. A lot, lots of people think the bully has all the power, um, but actually the bystanders have um, a lot of power in be, being able to change that behaviour. And they, it does come with a big responsibility as well because if you do see something that's not okay and someone is being hurt physically or not, then it is really important that bystanders know they have to make a choice. They've only got you know, two choices that they can make. They can be helpful or they can be hurtful. And unfortunately, if they do nothing, they are allowing that to continue. And it will continue. That's what bullying is. It's something that's repeated. It goes on over and over again. So as a bystander, they can really um, uh, effectively uh, stop that behaviour by doing something as simple as speaking up if it's safe for them to do so, even just something like, you know, hey, not cool, um, you know, let's just keep it friendly here or that's not okay um, or even, you know, shouldn't we be doing something else right now, you know, just changing the subject, anything like that. Um, and whether the person is the, a bystander or being a target, it is so, so crucial that they do tell someone. So, you know, we can we can speak up, we can step in, but we must also um, tell someone. So we have um, a really easy way to remember what to do as a target if you're the one that's being bullied, which is called the four R's. So the first R, which is easier said than done, is remain calm. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we acknowledge that it's, of course, a very, very challenging a situation to be in but we don't want to react don't get angry don't get upset then the bully you know sees that they've been successful in <sighs> their intention which was to hurt you and they feel really yeah. powerful and they want to do yeah. it again so try and stay really calm um, and the next R is to record. So keep a record. If it's online, take a screenshot. You might be able to print it or get a device, take a photo of the other device. Um, if it's offline, keep a pen and paper record of all the details, who said what, date, time. Um, so you've got all the information there. Mm -hmm. um, and report. So whether it's uh, going on at school, tell a teacher, tell a parent, you might be a school chaplain, school counsellor, that kind of stuff, or a coach if it's out on the sports field. Um, and refer, so refer to the school's bullying prevention policy. So yeah. all schools should have a behaviour policy um, that will address bullying, which means it is not something that a, a student is meant to deal with on their own. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they will have procedures in place to resolve this sort of situation. Um, and as well, support is so, so important. So um, that's helpful for ending bullying and coping with bullying is that you start thinking about who's on your support crew, what what team uh, can you get together to have a bit of a safety network, whether that's parents or um, siblings or other students or, um, as I said, your coach or um, people in extracurricular areas. Um, but you do have that support around you because it can really, really damage things like confidence, self-esteem, uh, you know, negative self-talk, people start withdrawing, all that kind of stuff. So they absolutely, absolutely do need a bit of a support crew to build them up make sure they're feeling um, resilient and confident and capable of dealing with this um, and they can, you know, work together um, to get to a resolution. Absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, that is just so important. I think sometimes things like that do need to be, um, you know, taught to people because oftentimes they, if they find themselves in a situation where they're feeling under pressure, where they're feeling undervalued, they might not think in a way, sort of in a um, proactive way, um, they might just feel a bit too pressured to to kind of think about the steps they can take to either um, neutralise the situation or 
you know, seek help or they might feel a bit embarrassed to seek help for that. Or sort scared of... that it'll exactly. get worse. Like I remember yeah. when it happened to me, a, a specific incident happened to me in high school and my mum was raging and she was like, I want to go in and I'm going to sort everybody out. And I was like, mum, don't say anything. And I was like, I begged her mm-hmm. and she agreed mm-hmm. not to say anything. And so the teachers actually, the school never found out that this incident happened because mm-hmm. I was like, you'll just make it worse. Like, don't do that. And I think that's a really common thing with kids to be like, if I if I shine light on this, like the bullying will get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah we definitely so do. It is. And we talk about these common thoughts and fears of why people don't report um, you know, they're, they're scared of it getting worse. Um, mm. But, you know, fear, the actual definition of fear is it's an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger mm. yeah. or harm. And if there's bullying going on, oh, there is already oh. danger, pain or harm yeah. going on. It cannot get any worse. It does absolutely need to be addressed. And you're right, someone that is dealing with it, um, you know, whether they were the most confident person ever last year, now they're faced with adversity where that is happening over and over again. They're not getting a chance to get back up and bounce back again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we Even things like practising, um, you know, that assertive body language, reinforcing, mm-hmm. you know, positive self-talk, using affirmations, mindfulness, movement, you know, adding all those bits to your day to make sure mm-hmm. that you have got, um, you know, your well-being as a priority, looking after right. regulating your own emotions, managing your own state as best you can yes. um, to be able to deal with it but definitely have some people backing you as well yeah for sure. absolutely and I guess mm. to to give some context to those of you who are listening who might be tuning in for the first time our BCR program is designed to help students identify their values and to grow in good habits which will enable them to grow in character and become more resilient and to be able to tackle issues like bullying students like you mentioned, need to be able to identify what is good behaviour and what kind of behaviour shouldn't be tolerated. So Mm. with that being said, Louise, what do you think are some tips for teachers and parents, um, you know, so that they can actually deal with student-level bullying um, and, you know, provide that support? Yeah, good question too. So with teachers, um, really the best thing is to have a very clear bullying prevention policy and have that policy accessible. So I went to a school uh, earlier this week and um, I said to the principal, is there a bullying prevention policy you guys have? And she said, yep, all the the students have it in their diary. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's fantastic. Some schools have it on their website so the parent can access it as well. Um, But it's about getting everyone on the same page. So it's really, really clear what is um, okay, what's not, Um, making sure the school has procedures and processes in place ready to go should there be an issue, not, you know, trying to scramble afterwards, right, what are we going to do about this? Um, Things like codes of conduct, making sure teachers are talking to each other, you know, like especially in high school where students are going from class to class. Uh, A student in one class or two students in one classroom might look like they've got absolutely no issue or no conflict going on in another class might be a very different story mm. so make sure all the adults are aware that um you know there's uh, some harm or hurtful behavior happening even if it's a, uh, something that goes on out in the sports field or whatnot um and for teachers and adults to address it early that's one mm. of the things i think my daughter she had a, a situation at Um, school where she was being bullied this is before I was um, with Bully Zero actually and it took me three conversations with the teacher about this issue before she actually addressed it so you know I was getting oh I haven't been well yeah it's on the top of my to-do list today yeah sorry I just you know you know all these sorts of stuff and then by the time that she did speak to to the girls about trying to get to a resolution of course she didn't get the most (laughs) positive outcome because 
there's this uh, resentment that's been building up for so long. Yeah. And just because, you know, if you've had massive issues that have been going on and on, you can't just click your fingers and say, all right, shake hands, now, you, now you're friends. So the earlier it gets addressed, the more likely you are to be able to uh, get a positive outcome quickly mm. before it's less damage done to the victim as well. Exactly, absolutely. Mm. Um, and in regards to parents, so <laughs> parents... You know, as a parent, I absolutely relate to um, a parent having to deal with their child being bullied. That is one of the most, you know, horrendous things a parent can deal with. It's like a parent's worst fear, especially if their student or their child is starting a new school or starting mm. high school. And to see someone you love being treated so unfairly or, or hurting, it's absolutely devastating for a parent. Um, so absolutely devastating for all, all the family members as well. Um, but the first thing to, to do, again, easier said than done, same thing we say to students, is remain calm. <laughs> That's probably even harder for the parents. Yeah. Very, very hard. Um, but we've got to remember our children come to us for support. And, you know, if we start flying off the handle and going, oh, this is terrible, this is the worst thing ever, and the student's going, whoa, even mum's freaking out, this not really mean that, that could yeah. you know, really add to their anxiety as well. So we want to... Mm. Support them calmly, definitely firmly, like you know, mama bears do or daddy bears do. <laughs> um, and a really great tip is to work together with your child. So sit down together, come up with a bit of an action plan together, um, where the child can start um, acknowledging, yep, they're they're in a really difficult time, but there are steps that they can take. There are um, you know, this is a problem that can be solved um, and they don't need a parent to swoop in and rescue them, but working with the child mm. um, can really start helping them build that resilience and that belief in themselves again that they can like that. get through this. Yeah, yeah, and work with the school. So, you know, it does take a village. It's about everyone mm. coming together to, um, to get to a resolution. Yes. Yeah, you that's really how that would be effective. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even I like that, like getting the kid, like not just swooping in and like being like, I'll put you on the sideline and I'll deal with this um, mm -hmm. to equip them with the skills. And that's so much what our program is a part of it, like is, is about as well, is that making sure that kids aren't, you know, wrapped up in cotton wool and then the teachers and the parents have done everything for them. And then yeah. they, you know, struggle to fend for themselves when they have to. So we yep. definitely are big believers in give the kids the tools, help them to be as strong as possible, help them to bounce back, you know, support them so that they can actually, you know, in the future when these things arise, they can either nip it in the bud or like know exactly what to do with it next time. So, yeah, yeah like that's really empowering for them. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and your website says that 84% of students who were bullied online were also bullied in person. Can you explain just like what cyberbullying is and how it's changed the landscape in terms of combating the issue? Mm, yes. So, so, so let me first um, talk about what bullying is and then we'll talk about cyberbullying. So the way we define bullying is it's repeated, ongoing, negative behaviour directed at an individual or a group with the intention to harm, okay, so that can be physically or, or not. We all know bullying can hurt mentally, psychologically, emotionally as well. So there's a few key words in that definition. The first one is repeated. This is something that some schools like us to make sure all the students are very clear about, parents as well. 
Um, there are sometimes single incidents which are also absolutely not okay and still need to be reported, but we only use the word bullying if it's something that's repeated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes on over and over again. And the other part of that um, definition I like to point out is it's got the intention to hurt. Yes. So when we break it down, it is someone trying to hurt another human being over and over again. Pretty awful exactly. stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So cyberbullying, exactly the same thing, except it just adds the use of technology. So someone is using technology to be hurtful over and over again. And cyberbullying, oh, it's just a whole world on its own. We have actually a whole separate program on cyberbullying and cyber safety because it's it's massive. It's very different to traditional bullying that maybe um, you and I had when we were kids and, you know, maybe have something go on in the playground at lunch, but the bell goes at the end of the day and you go home and you can get a break. Mm-hmm. These days, not at all. So stuff can uh, kick off at school and then it's brought online or something can begin online and it's brought to school the next day. Um, it can go on 24-7. So even if a child um, unplugs, logs off, walks away from the app, in their mind they're still really, really um, anxious about what is going on online while they're not looking. That's right. um, there's no geographical boundaries. So someone could be in the safety of their own home, in the safety of their bedroom and still being subject to um, hurtful behaviour. Um, and when it's online, our online behaviour, unfortunately, means some people lose touch with empathy a little bit because mm. we don't have that face-to-face pressure. We don't have those eyes looking at us um, and it can be easier to uh, rattle off something unkind. We, you know, when we type or we text, we do it very, very quickly. We don't often put a lot of thought into text messages. We use acronyms and as little uh, amount of characters as possible. Um, which means sometimes things can be misinterpreted, misunderstood, they can be hurtful. Um, And also you've got the pressure of things being posted publicly um, on the group chat and that person can't see how everyone else is reacting. They might, you know, not realise if um, everyone is laughing at them and that can create a huge amount of stress as well. So it has unfortunately opened up a whole new um, arena of behaviour that can be extremely hurtful um, and definitely not something that I had to face as a young person and I I so feel for young people today and um, one of the things that we we love to do is really speak to students about their experiences online what they've already come across making sure they are empowered with what to do if something happens and also to make sure they're being super super mindful of um, how their behaviour can seriously impact someone on the other end of the screen. Hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah, it's um, it's it's quite um, when you I guess think about it properly about cyberbullying and think of all the ways that it can occur, it's quite overwhelming. And you just kind mm. of hope that you know. I think um, while you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, if we didn't experience that, and we're only you know, we're just you know a few years ahead of you know kids in school nowadays, mm-hmm. it's you kind of wonder and hope that the people that they are looking to for support can understand yeah. um, how this is affecting them because it is so different and so, um, I wouldn't say new, but it's it's something that, you know, sort of parents might not actually have experienced themselves so they might not know 
how to grapple with it. Yeah, exactly. And um, good point. We actually run parents uh, programs as well, and they're extremely powerful. Um, Parents always walk away going, "Wow!" Um, And we give them an action plan with steps they can take. But you know what? The best thing is, and we include this in our parents presentation too. Mm -hmm. Just what you guys said: empowering the children, Mm -hmm. having conversations, making sure they are. Um, empowered with positive decision making respect for themselves respect for other people um, knowing what to do if they see something or if it happens to them Um, but there are definitely steps that parents can take and things that parents um, need to know there's um, you know resources available like the e-safety commissioner fantastic um, resource both for young people and parents that can um, give a lot of information about different apps out there and how to report um, any issues Um, so yes completely agree parents do need to um, become educated on this whole new world as well yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's fantastic that um that you know there there is a platform out there um to give education and um one thing that we that lil and i came across on the bully zero website um was a statistic that says that um peers are present as onlookers in 85 percent of bullying interactions and they play a central role in the bullying process which you did mention before but i was just wondering um what can witnesses do if they feel unsure about intervening um because we know how to intervene now but i think be a bit scary yeah, yeah if you're hesitating if you especially you know i think on an online landscape where um you know it's it's a bit different to those like you like you said as well it's different to those in-person confrontations where someone can maybe distract the person who is doing mm-hmm. the bullying or you know online your name is attached to it you can get dragged mm. into it too and there you can't delete other that... people's posts as well exactly cool. so I just you know um feel like maybe um it just opens up another door of um hesitation for a lot of people mm-hmm. um yeah. So, yeah, just wondering how you feel like they can um kind of overcome that yeah, yeah it, is, it is very difficult and um you know bystanders they, they can make such a big difference but of course it can be a very scary choice for them to make to be able to stand up for what's right um so the f- the first thing i want to say is um someone's own safety and well-being is a number one priority and if they think that um intervening being verbal or you know obviously if there's physical bullying you don't stand in the middle of that and put your own safety at risk um then that's your number one priority you've got to make sure that you are safe um but if there is an incident where someone is seeing something go down online where they're not part of the conversation but something's getting very ugly in the comments section or they can see someone's being uh cyber bullied they can actually report it so they don't even have to um be part of the the conversation if they don't mm-hmm. to, to actually step in as as let's say they can actually report it and if there's cyber bullying going on and um you know uh, bad language or some verbal attacks then that is highly likely to be against the community guidelines of whatever yeah, app or, or website um that ha- behavior is happening on so they can go straight into that reporting process um and they can also check in with the target you know send them a dm and say hey i saw what just happened are you okay? Yeah. You know, has this happened before? What can I do to help? Mm. But together, look out for each other um, and be that support um, and see if there is something that you can do to um, just support. And imagine imagine being bullied and someone reaching out to you and asking you that kind of question. At the lowest of the lows when you're right in the thick of, you know, being treated so unkindly, someone reaching out to you is just mm. so, so huge for that person. Yeah. That, but something so simple, so easy, um, you know, just checking in with them, checking if they're okay um, and knowing that um, you support or letting them know that you support them. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And Baldy Zero obviously offers programs in schools and workplaces. So we were sort of wondering, what's your main message when you visit schools? And if there's like one one thing or whatever, you know, for the kids to take away and remember, um, what would be like the thing that you would really want them to have stick in their mind? Oh, look, so many things. <laughs> How do we do that? We have so many important, the whole thing is important. There's so many yes, key messages. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> the very first thing I say at the beginning and at the end of the presentations is that everybody has the right to feel safe. Mm-hmm. That goes for whether they're at school, at home, out in the community or online, and they also have the right to be treated with kindness and with fairness as well. And if we all understand that we, you know, everyone has that right, then we know that all the people around us have that right and we then have a responsibility to treat them with kindness and with fairness. And if everybody did that, there would be no bullying. Exactly. <laughs> so remembering their rights, um, what they're responsible for, um, taking action, asking for help, that's another really powerful message we um, talk about where it's, you know, asking for help is a strength. It's not a weakness. Yes. It's not something to be embarrassed about. It's something that I'm not very good at as an adult and it's something I wish I practised when I was, you know, a child and it's definitely um, something that is uh, crucial when there is bullying going on that they do ask for help. So. Yeah, that didn't really give you one one thing. But yeah, that's okay. all, all that together, um, yes. you've got the right to feel safe. If there's something not okay, uh, take action, and absolutely, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. That's very, and that you're strong if you ask for help. You're not weak. You yeah. Bet. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah. Me too. I was just wondering if you could tell us about some of the common misconceptions and myths that surround bullying. Yeah, so we do talk a lot about what bullying is and isn't, so make sure everyone is very clear about um, when to use the word. Um, One thing that that often people call bullying is someone being bossy, Uh, you know, someone kind of bossing someone around, oh, you're bullying me, Mm -hmm. Um, when really being bossy. I know it can be annoying to be (laughs) on the end of it. I get called bossy sometimes. Um, But there's usually no intention. It could be someone's personality or they're just trying to get something done. So being bossy isn't bullying. Uh, Conflict between equals isn't bullying. So, you know, if there's back and forth going on, um, that's very different to bullying. Bullying is one way. It's not two people disagreeing on a certain topic and thinking they're both right. Conflict, mm-hmm. most people in the conflict don't want to be in the conflict. They want to get to a resolution while bullying. Someone is quite happy to have that going on over and over again and the other person yes. is completely against their wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, bullying is also not normal. That's a really important message we share as well. It's very common but there are no situations in life where bullying is just part of being a kid, part of being at school. Um, you know, it's just something that you get to put up with, something that's part of life that you're just going to have to deal with. There's really not. Never, ever is it something that's just acceptable and okay. So that's another another myth that bullying, yeah, just you just, yeah, have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, another myth is it's okay to retaliate. So <laughs> this can sometimes come from from parents who, you know, can understandably really want their kid to stand up for themselves and we see lots of movies where the underdog, you know, steps up and gets revenge on the baddie and everyone feels really good and cheers them on. But in reality, that definitely doesn't necessarily end in, in anything positive at all. And if yeah. someone's unkind to us, we don't want to be unkind back. If someone's aggressive, we can't beat aggression with aggression. Um, so really important that someone does stick 
to their own personal integrity. They don't let someone, you know, drag them down to that level or act in a way that where that could, you know, get them in trouble as well. And all of our words and actions are a representation of who we are. Mm. So remembering who you want to be and uh, sticking to that, which definitely does take a bit of strength as well. Um, and the other myth I would say is people thinking, you know, bullies are born that way. And as I mentioned before, <laughs> it's a behaviour. No one is born a bully. No one has yeah. bully DNA. And one thing I discussed <laughs> with students is are bullies bad people? And, uh, you know, my personal belief is all people are inherently good at heart mm-hmm. and they're you know, making the choices that they think are the best at the time. They're trying to feel good. Everyone wants to, you know, do what they think is, is right and make them, them feel better. Um, but deep down, human beings are human beings and we don't like to label someone a bully. It is definitely a behaviour that, um, as I mentioned, is something, you know, could indicate they need some support with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, with these kind of misconceptions that we're talking about in mind, um, in today's landscape, how do we help bullies transform their behaviour and become a positive uh, contribution to the community as opposed to someone who's causing harm and, and fear? Yes, love this question. Do you know what? All of us can always improve whether we're mm-hmm. someone like a bully or not. So we talk about things like tapping into your moral compass, mm-hmm. you know, really paying close attention to things like your conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely tells you after something if, you know, yes. you did the wrong thing and those actions weren't in line with who you are. But helpful information, much more helpful if you tap into it before you. <laughs> make that decision but it's there to let you know the so yeah. things like your conscience self-awareness so if you do recognize that you're angry or you're frustrated or you're hurt or you're not feeling um good then you know you get to ask for help rather than mm-hmm. try and build yourself up in a in an unhealthy way um so making uh positive choices um being very aware of things like external influence which is another huge thing that um it comes with having technology as a young person. So there are people like social media influencers whose job is actually to tell young people that they need to look a certain way or have a certain thing or be a certain way and they're not good enough the way they are. Um, then we've got things like peer pressure. And so, yeah, we, we mentioned self-awareness is key really and, you know, if someone recognises that they've got um, stuff going on that doesn't feel great if then you know not feeling happy then they they get to ask for help and they get to learn the the skills and uh ways that they can get through something and become the best version of them rather than hurting others around them um external influence really really massive as well um paying attention to how people are influencing you if it's in a positive way um, or if it's in a way where it's making you feel like you have to be something or do something or look a certain way um, and that you're not good enough the way you are and that definitely can um, influence you to start going down a path which isn't quite right for you. So that can even come from things like celebrities, social media influencers, even, you know, TV characters that aren't even real but we're looking up to, yeah. peer culture, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and using leadership skills in a positive way. So people who are bullying generally have really good leadership skills. So you can't be a ringleader without some level of leadership. And leadership skills are so good, so fantastic to have. 
people can use those in a, such a positive way to support vulnerable, pe vulnerable people around them rather than put them down um, or work on a project that they're really passionate about, do something that's really good that they can be proud of and what a beautiful way to start building your own self-esteem, your own self-worth, being a good friend, being fun to hang around, um, you know, filling your own cup and, and giving from the overflow um, and that's how you can get a really good um, strong relationship with you um, and a strong mm -hmm. sense of self and that resilience where um, you aren't hurting other people. You stand for who you are. You're proud of who you are and you can um, support the people around you as well. Yeah, I think um, when you put it in, in that kind of light, um, you actually give people quite a bit to think about. And I think even for people like, you know, just people who maybe feel like they don't have that kind of, um, you know, bullying behaviour, just for everyone to hear that sort of thing and go, actually, there is so much more I can do um, and yeah. that I have the power to do. Um, yeah. And I guess that kind of just prepares them for, um, I guess, future situations. I mean, you hope they never arise, but if they do, it's always good to be prepared and to understand how you would go about things and why mm. your values um uh, are your values and how they can support your, you and other people around you. Um, yes. But thinking about your experience working with uh, Bully Zero, is there anything about bullying statistics and um, stories that you may hear that still surprise you personally, even, you know, after all the time you spent with the organisation? Oh, do you know what still disappoints me? Not surprising now, but still, still makes me sort of shake my head is bullying amongst adults oh. um you know uh online cyber bullying has had a massive increase the last couple of years um i've seen you know some really really uh unpleasant stuff amongst adults online um and face to face the amount of bullying that goes on in the workplace as an mm -hmm. adult horrendous stories and case studies out there that have ended in utterly devastating outcomes and it's mm. hard to wrap your head around as an adult. Yeah, you, you think they would have learned better by then. Right, or how you still can't, don't have that connection with empathy or yes. um, that emotional intelligence or communication skill to be able to treat another person in a way that isn't harmful. So it is unfortunately a, a problem that is not just, you know, in schools for kids and I think, Honestly, the kids that are growing up these days are so wise and they already have so much awareness and experience that I so look forward to our leaders of the future and these <laughs> up-and-coming adults. Um, and maybe it's because adults, they didn't have that experience where there was social media stuff and there was bullying programs that run at their school and now they find themselves in places of uh, management or, um, you know, a, a social status or some kind of power where they haven't perhaps learned that. That wasn't really part of our curriculum um, in school. It's something that's addressed a lot more these days and now we yeah. find adults in positions where, where they're behaving in, in a way where a lot of young people would be like, that's absolutely not cool. Yeah. yeah true yes wow. yeah that's a really good point yeah are there um are there any inspiring stories that sort of come to mind when you think about the work that bully zero does like any sort of yay this is a real success story like this will inspire people to you know to take action or whatever oh do you know every time I speak with students I am so inspired I think the schools think that we come out to uh, educate them and empower them and inspire them but I always leave feeling like I'm the one that's so inspired oh. <laughs> students. I had a year six girl come up to me after a resilience 
program the other day and she said, thank you so much. I wish I, I had this when I was at kindy because I was born all the way up to year five and it wasn't until oh. I was in year five that I learned how to deal with it. And just the way that these beautiful children can articulate these things. A lot, this oh. week I had a um, presentation at a high school and these two year 10 boys came up to me at the end um, to say, oh, look, what do I do about these guys bullying me about this and, oh, this guy's threatening me. And they, they were so... Um, uh, in touch with what was going on and, you know, to, to see a Year 10 guy speak so vulnerably and ask questions and um, really want to problem solve this, this issue that he's facing with, they shook my hand at the end and I was just like, oh, these kids are going places. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe anyone would be unkind to these brilliant humans. They're just, um, as I say, kids these days, they've got awareness, they're very wise, they understand hurt people hurt people. Mm. Um, and they're, they're definitely, I think, sometimes um, people that adults can look up to. For, yeah, for you know, sure. Yeah, can follow in their footsteps sometimes. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, well, look, we are coming to the end of this episode, but Louise, we just have a couple more questions for you. Um, sure. In terms of becoming proactive, um, perhaps even before anything starts um, or, you know, any kind of problems arise, how do you think the communi- a community can work together to reduce and prevent um, bullying behaviour, um, sort of more on a um, sort of like a grand, you know, grand scheme idea? Yes. Um, you know, sometimes it's actually just the little things, the little things that make the biggest difference. And being kind, as simple as it is, is just something that we can all do a little bit more of, I think. Um, you know, spreading kindness and raising awareness as well, um, supporting others that have gone through something, raising awareness about bullying as an issue, um, raising awareness about Bully Zero programs, absolutely something we love to see as well. But setting an example, you know, inspiring others by being that good person um, and, and practising random acts of kindness and all that kind of thing, teaching um, children not to ignore things that aren't okay um, and like you guys do, um, talk to people about how they can build their own resilience, know their own strengths, draw from their strengths, understand their values, make sure the decisions are in line um, with what they feel is right for them, um, practice that empathy and remember the standard that you walk past is the standard you accept and if there are things going on that's not okay and you're just allowing it to continue you're not just accepting that for you you're accepting that for your little brother your sister your parents in the workplace for everyone in the community so it's about um setting an example with your own behavior and inspiring the people around you to do the same and it's not hard just be kind really is a is the bottom line that's really interesting when you say about like you're not just accepting this for yourself. It's about like your, your siblings and about your parents and stuff because mm. I think that the thing that can get me fired up more so than like if someone's mean to me, I'm like, oh, well, okay. But, you know, if someone's mean to someone I care about, like one of my three younger siblings, I feel like I want to, you know, like I get really, yeah. really angry. <laughs> and um, it's funny because when you think about it that way, even if you just like think, well, would I put up with that if that was happening to my little sibling, but I'm putting it up, up with it when it's happening to me. So it's like, no, you're yeah. just as valuable as them and you shouldn't be putting up with it, you know, just Absolutely. as much as you wouldn't want your little sister to, you know, because you'd be like, hey, that's not all right. Like, and you know, you'd be very proactive when it comes to someone you love. So you've got to also show yourself the same compassion. 
You bet. Yeah. Um, Our final question um, is that we, so we know um, Bully Zero hosts National Bullying Prevention Week. So when is that happening this year? Um, And can you tell our schools and individuals listening, like how they can become involved? Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for asking. So um, (laughs) National Bullying Prevention Week comes up in November and it is a wonderful time for um, schools or workplaces as well to just have that whole time where, um, you know, there's a whole school approach focusing on this topic or everyone in the workplace um, coming together to um, think about how their interactions are impacting those around them. Um, There's a a Superhero Wednesday that we have, which is where people can dress up as a superhero on the Wednesday and uh, they can do that for a gold coin donation or however they want to run it um, to help raise funds for Bully Zero. So um, any kind of um, fundraising is is so important. It allows us to, um, you know, deliver these life-saving programs to as many many people in the Australian community as possible. So National Bullying Prevention Week is a wonderful week for um, Mm. doing fundraisers as well. But really it's a a perfect time to start sparking those conversations, having those discussions in the classroom, um, maybe thinking about a pledge or something um, that the students can come up with that week. Um, When we do uh, deliver programs, we also have resources that we can provide to um, students for like activity packs and teachers with uh, lesson plans and classroom activities where they can continue the conversation after, you know, we've come and and delivered a presentation. Um, but perfect timing to come and have us out as well. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, and really get those messages across and then take them and apply them throughout the whole year, not just that one week, um, but make sure everyone is getting on board um, and making making a difference out there in the community. Yeah. Uh, and it, that sounds like not only does it sound so good because it is so interactive and it really will draw attention to things, but I think, having a week where that is such a big focus, you can really start to develop those um, those good habits and those routines in your sort of everyday um, conversations and, um, you know, workplace or school environments to really sort of solidify um, those habits. And um, I think it's a really great initiative that I know um, Will and I will definitely be discussing about bringing into our workplace as well. And we hope that anyone listening like that. can also bring, you know, the initiative to their school or workplace too. Um, so in saying that, it does look like that is all we have time for today, Louise. But thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. And I hope, um, you know, there are some people listening that can maybe feel a bit supported, maybe know what, what steps they can take or at least have some awareness about what they could do if, if it does happen. Um, but know that Bully Zero is here as well for to offer support or um, um, answer questions if anyone's got uh, issues they, they want to get some specific guidance about as well. Yeah, thank you. That's great. I feel like this has really been practical and just like has taught us a lot as well. Um, And we're excited to hear, you know, hopefully what our listeners have taken from this episode too. Fantastic. Um, And just quickly, um, where can we uh, sort of direct our listeners to um, for some of your resources? Ah, excellent. So if you go to our website, just Bully Zero, so that's um, B-U-L-L-Y-Z-E-R-O dot org dot au and it's quite a big website so you can do a big deep dive <laughs> about in facts about bullying there's statistics on there there's information about our programs you'll see our vision our mission um, we also have a fantastic volunteer program which is um, called our hero volunteer program where absolutely anyone who's passionate about putting an end to bullying bullying can actually apply um, to be a bit of an advocate for uh, what we stand for so that's um, on our website as well fantastic yeah. All right, well, thank you so, so much again. Um, 
thank you so much for what you're doing. We so appreciate it. And thank you so much for having us. Yeah, no, not a problem. Problems. Have a great day, Louise. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. All right, you too, guys. To those of you at home, thank you for listening. Don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at Building Character and Resilience and also like our Facebook page. We would love to build up a community where we can engage with our listeners and hear your stories. That's right. Also, if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and if you're a teacher, with your students and colleagues. Every little bit of support will enable us to help more people and we would absolutely love to hear your feedback. Our next episode will be live in two weeks' time and is available on Spotify and Anchor. All the best, everyone. Bye.